Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Three mistakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. This is the Stampede Blue Podcast, the official podcast of the Indianapolis Colts on the SB Nation Podcast Network. I'm Dave Walker, and on today's podcast, we're going to talk about the upcoming Week 13 Sunday night football matchup as the Colts 4-7-1 go on the road into Dallas. Yes, Dallas to take on the 8-3 Cowboys again on Sunday night football. The Colts are coming off a painful game against the Steelers that they really probably had a good opportunity to at least tie and to send it over time. Uh, but because of clock management and just some questionable play, questionable play calling at the end of the game, did not make that happen. Uh, let's get into the specifics. First of all, injury updates for both teams. Uh, unfortunately, the Colts are going to go into this game with two pretty significant players already ruled out. Uh, the first of those is cornerback Kenny Moore with an ankle injury. Um, obviously one of the better slot corners in the league over the past few years has had an up and down season this year, but in recent weeks has been the, uh, Kenny Moore that we remember from 2021. Uh, he is, he is out, uh, fully expect to see face on and, and Rogers, uh, fill that, uh, position. Probably Rogers will spend a good bit of the time in the slot if I were to guess, uh, and secondly, this name is probably the most concerning given the team we're going up against. That is right tackle Braden Smith with an illness, uh, the dreaded illness that has been plaguing NFL teams uh, the past several weeks uh, has hit him and he is going to miss this game. He has been ruled out. Uh, so right now, I think the estimations at prior will get the shot at right tackle, uh, possibly Kelly, but uh, either way, it's a huge, huge downgrade at right tackle. Uh, Smith last week was especially good uh, when he faced off against TJ Watt. He basically kept him from making any noise in that game. So missing him in this game, especially against this pass rush, is going to be uh, really, really painful. Um, all right, uh, questionable for the Colts. Tight end Jelani Woods with a shoulder and quad injury and cornerback Isaiah Rogers with knee injury. Both are expected to play. Jelani Woods in particular coming off his monster game uh, against the Steelers. It'll be nice to see him out there again to see what kind of effort he can follow up that game with. Uh, on the positive front, defensive, a, defensive end Quiddy Pay is set to return in this game. Uh, he will probably be on a little bit of a pitch count uh, as we've seen in the past, but it looks like he is ready to go. Um, as for the Cowboys, they have not ruled out any players at this point. Uh, don't expect to be missing any key guys, but they did have quite a few guys on the questionable list. Uh, cornerback Trayvon Diggs and wide receiver Michael Gallup, both listed as questionable due to illness <laughs> again. Um, linebacker Anthony Barr with a hamstring injury, safety Jaron Curse with a shoulder injury, and finally defensive tackle uh, Quinton Bohanna with a knee injury. So fully expect those guys to play in this game. 
Uh, and at this point, Cowboys are coming into this one fairly healthy. All right, how do these two teams rank? Um, <laughs> as you can imagine, the Colts don't look great on offense. They are 29th. They're not dead last, uh, but they are 29th in total offense, 12th in passing, 24th in rushing. Uh, the Cowboys on offense are 7th overall. Uh, interestingly, they're only 22nd in passing, but 8th uh, in rushing. And we'll see where that comes from a little bit later as we talk about some of the key players for the Cowboys. On defense, this is where things begin to really separate. And look, the Colts, I think, have have had a, a decent defense for most of the season. They've had lapses last week. I think they had laps in the fourth quarter, which was painful. Um, but they are ranked 16th overall, so sort of middle of the pack. They're 8th against the pass, 20th against the run. And we, we, we did see that against the Steelers where uh, they did not let, let the passing game really get going. But the run, they did get gashed. And again, this is not, not a great matchup for them this week. Uh, the Colts are 11th in sacks with 31 on the year. They're 18th in pressure percentage at 22.5 and 9th in hurry percentage at 8.8. The Cowboys, however, bring in one of the best defenses in the league. They are second in the league overall. They're first against the pass. They're 22nd against the run. So if there's an opportunity here, that's where the opportunity is at. Um, they are, however, first in sacks in the league with 45, uh, just a, a big lead uh, over the rest of the league. They are first in pressure percentage at 30.2%. Colts at 18th were at just 22.5%, so almost eight points higher than the Colts, uh, who are sort of you know in the middle of the pack. Uh, they, are, they get to the quarterback consistently. That is how they have one of the best passing defenses in the league. Uh, the best passing defense in the league. And finally, they're sixth in hurry percentage at 9.5%. Um, you guys heard those numbers. You can see if the Colts are going to have a chance in this one, it's got to be on the back of Jonathan Taylor. Um, trying to pass uh, consistently against this defense is a great way to uh, end up in trouble uh, with your quarterback on his back. And given the fact that Matt Ryan uh, has had excessive fumbling issues this year when getting sacked. Uh, I think the Colts have to run the ball like 60 times. All right. Um, as for the Cowboys, statistically, you know, their offense is, uh, as you can tell, very run heavy. Um, quarterback Dak Prescott, who's been injured for, you know, a part of the season uh, in six starts, 68% completion percentage, 1,393 yards, 10 touchdowns, six interceptions, 95.3 rating. Only sacked seven times. Man, what, what is that like? Um, running back Ezekiel Elliott, 140 carries, 577 yards, a 4.1 average, and seven touchdowns. Uh, and really the bigger name here uh, is running back Tony Pollard, 136 carries, so only four less than Ezekiel. They, they truly are splitting carries here. Uh, 761 yards, though, a 5.6 average, and six touchdowns for him. In their passing game, Wide receiver CeeDee Lamb, uh, 64 receptions, 857 yards, uh, five touchdowns. Noah Brown, 28 receptions, 384 yards, um, and one touchdown. Tight end Dalton Schultz, 33 receptions, 310 yards, three touchdowns. And finally, uh, wide receiver Michael Gallup, who's still getting back up to speed, 24 receptions, 274 yards, and one touchdown. Um, this is a Cowboys offense that is built off the ground game. Uh, they've sort of harkened back to 
what made them really success, successful in the past. And Elliott is not the same as Ezekiel Elliott as in his first four years in the league. But that one-two combo of Elliott and Pollard is really, really potent. As you can see uh, between the two of them, over 1,300 yards rushing uh, through week 13 or through week 12, pardon me. Uh, so this is uh, a Dallas team that does want to run the ball, uh, and they average over 100 yards uh, on the ground per game. So on defense, guys, I mean, this is brutal. You, you know the name, uh, one of the best defenders in football right now, if not the best linebacker, Michael Parsons, 12 sacks, 50 tackles, 13 tackles for loss, and 21 quarterback hits. Um, he is joined by a really formidable unit, up front, defensive end, Dorrance Armstrong, eight sacks, 22 tackles, seven tackles for loss, uh, 12 quarterback hits. Defensive end, Demarcus Lawrence, uh, who is, you know, sort of past his prime, is still getting it done. Six sacks, 45 tackles, eight tackles for loss, 10 QB hits. And defensive end, Dante Fowler, with five sacks, 21 tackles, seven tackles for loss, and seven QB hits. Uh, this team gets after the quarterback under Dan Quinn. Uh, Quarterbacks are under constant pressure more than any other team in the league. Uh, and given the Colts' struggles in that regard, uh, this is a brutal, brutal matchup for Matt Ryan, this offensive line, and the Colts. And we're going to talk about uh, where the Colts stand statistically, talk about the specific matchups. But before we do that, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back on the Stampede Blue podcast. This is Dave Walker. We're talking about the matchup in week 13, as the 4 7 1 Colts go on the road for a Sunday night football game in Dallas as they take on the 8 3 Cowboys. Um, we talked about the Cowboys' stats, where their players rank, uh, some of the injuries, everything in the first half. Let's talk about the Colts. Uh, Matt Ryan, in 10 starts, 68.8 completion percentage, 2,642 yards, 11 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, uh, really rough uh, TD to INT ratio for him this year. 86.3 rating, 32 sacks. He's sacked at least three times per game. Brutal, brutal number there. Um, and run, running back Jonathan Taylor, 171 carries, 779 yards, a 4.6 average, uh, four touchdowns. Uh, running back Deion Jackson, 42 carries, 130 yards, uh, one touchdown. Running game really nowhere near what many of us thought it would be this year. Obviously, Jonathan Taylor has spent you know, uh, part of this season injured, uh, a bit gimpy. He does look healthy now. The past several games, uh, he has looked like the Jonathan Taylor of old. And let's be honest, that 4.6 average per carry, he is still a great, great running back. The Colts uh, just haven't had him consistently. And the Colts, uh, frankly, have not been leaning on him uh, as much as they probably need to, uh, especially last week. So this is the game where I think you've got to lean on Jonathan Taylor for as good as this Cowboys defense is. The place where they can be had is the running game. Um, they've got guys who are teed up uh, to get after the quarterback. Um, I, I think the Colts' best bet here is to get the rock into Jonathan Taylor's hands, um, and I fully expect that to be the game plan. Of course, I say that. Watch them pass it 55 times in this game. God, I hope not. Uh, get the ball in Taylor's hands. Let him run it uh, against this defense. Uh, that's your only hope, really, because let's be honest. The, the Micah Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence, the rest going up against a rookie left tackle who has been better as of late. 
um, who honestly his his the the one or two times a game that you recognize uh, Bernard Raymond is really at the worst possible times. But overall, I, I think he is actually beginning to solidify into a solid left tackle. Um, he is certainly better than what Pryor was out there, and he is he's ascending. He's getting better. Uh, Nelson, I think, is beginning to return to form. We just haven't we haven't seen the early. Uh, inexplicable, you know, mental lapses from him that we did early on. Kelly, I think, is is not at the level that he has been in the past, but he's been uh, at least decent at the center position. Um, right guard, you know, Freeze, I think, is is not much better than what Danny Pinter was. So that position has to be addressed in the offseason. And then, of course, the the big issue at right tackle, man, that like. Micah Parsons or Demarcus Lawrence going up against Matt Pryor, that that feels brutal. That feels like a brutal matchup. Uh, it is. Uh, I'm not even sure if Matt Pryor is going. If 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 it is Matt Pryor at right tackle, I'm not even sure he's going to get a hand on any of these guys. They're going to have to put two or three tight ends on the right side just to uh, give Matt Ryan a chance uh, from those guys coming off the edge. Um, at the wide receiver position, Michael Pittman, 74 receptions, 739 yards, uh, two touchdowns. Alec Pierce didn't have reception last week, so his same numbers as before, 28 receptions, 424 yards, and a touchdown. And Paris Campbell, 46 receptions, 454 yards, and three touchdowns. Uh, on defense, uh, DeForest Buckner, five and a half sacks, uh, six tackles for loss, 14 QB hits. Yannick Ngakwe, who added two more, he is at eight and a half sacks uh, this year. I've given him some crap early on in the season, and look, I, I still think he has, uh, you know, consistency issues. But uh, he's he leads the team right now in sacks, and um, you know, all things considered, I think given the trade, the nature of the trade to get him, I think it was it, it's looking like it's turning out pretty well. Um, he, at this rate, he'll finish with ten or more sacks on the season. We do get Quiddy Pay back in this game, who has four sacks, six tackles for loss. Uh, I think this is going to be uh, an important matchup on on defense because right now uh, the defense is the only thing consistently keeping the Colts in any of these games. Uh, the offense, uh, one of the worst in the league, averaging right at about 17 points per game. They can't do that uh, consistently and, and expect to win. And this defense honestly has been a big part of why they even have four wins on the board at this point. Uh, now that said, the Cowboys' offensive line uh, historically has been, you know, one of the, the better ones in the league. Uh, they've got some guys that are hurt. Uh, I think left tackle is a bit of a weakness for them right now. Um, you know, I wouldn't expect to uh, consistently take advantage of that, but uh, I do think there is an opportunity here for the defense to. I don't want to say shut down this Cowboys' offense because that's not going to happen, um, but. I think they can focus more on trying to limit the running game for the Cowboys because that's clearly what they want to do. They want to lean on Elliott and Pollard, and for good reason. It's a, it is a formidable one-two punch, as, as good as any one-two punch uh, in the league. Uh, so not the Colts' strong suit as far as you know stopping the run. Again, they're 20th in that regard. Uh, but I think that is an area where they can sort of sell out uh, to do that. Otherwise, uh, if you let the Cowboys ground game get going, uh, your your chances of stopping them are slim to none. So as I look at these matchups, I look at uh, our defense going up against you know this top ranked seventh 
uh, offense in the league, and I look at our offensive line facing off against Demarcus Lawrence and Dante Fowler and Micah Parsons, and I just can't help but think, man, this is brutal. This is a brutal matchup on paper. Um, and I should absolutely predict a blowout because it's in Dallas. It's Sunday night. Uh, we all know how those games go. And yet, for some reason, this feels like one of those games, kind of like the Kansas City game earlier this year, where the Colts just come out and play their best possible game. Um, look, I shouldn't predict that, that they're going to do that because on paper, everything is stacked against them. The matchups are stacked against them. Best pass rushing team against one of the worst offensive lines in football. That is not a good matchup. Um, you know, this team that uh, in the Cowboys that can run the ball pretty consistently uh, with a, a great one two duo going up against, uh, you know, a Colts defense that's weakness is really going up against the run. Everything about this game screams matchup nightmare, uh, worst possible scenario. Uh, the Colts are pretty much out of the playoffs. They're, you know, quote unquote, in tank mode. And yet I can't help but feel that this one is going to be closer than people expect. Um, and I don't know why. It's an itch on the back of my neck. I will probably be wrong on Monday morning, and I will fess up to that. But right now, this one feels like a game. I don't want to say it's a trap game for the Cowboys, but this feels like a game where the Colts could out outperform, I think, what everyone is expecting from them, which is honestly a blowout. I think you look on paper, this, this should be a blowout. This should be a game that's like, you know, 28 to 14, 35 to 17, something in that regard. And yet I don't think it's going to turn out that way. I do think the Cowboys will win. They are the better team. They are the much better team. But I actually think the Colts are going to put up a bit of a fight in this one. Um, I, I don't have a reason for it other than to say, uh, I don't know, pride. Uh, the fact that everyone's talking about the Colts tanking uh, for the rest of the season. I, I, something about that, something about that atmosphere gets guys to play a little bit more lit up than usual. So um, I think this may be more entertaining a game than we have any right to expect. My prediction, Cowboys will win this one, but I think it's going to be something more like uh, 24 to 17, maybe even as little as 21 to 17. I think uh, the Colts will keep this one close uh, and people will be a bit surprised by this performance. But uh, you heard it here first. Now, if this, if this is a three-touchdown blowout, I don't think anyone will be surprised, and I'll eat the crow on next week's podcast. Um, all right. If you have some feedback, if you've got uh, thoughts of your own on how this one uh, may potentially play out, let me know. You can follow me on Twitter at NFLDW. And of course, you can read our articles daily at StampedeBlue.com. This is Dave Walker. Thank you guys for listening in. We'll talk with you next time.